advances in authentication to secure a cashless economy, and the biggest data breach settlement ever. These stories and more are coming up in the ISMG Security Report. Hello, Amarik Chabro. We will get to the point eventually where the authentication mechanisms will be so good, you could literally give a criminal your user ID, your password, and your token, and they still won't be able to log on. That's pretty amazing. That's where we're going eventually, I think, uh, across all industries globally. Expressing that overly optimistic view is Theo Nasaokis. He's Asia-Pacific Cybersecurity Director for Barclays Bank and spoke with my ISMG colleague, Managing Editor for Asia and the Middle East, Gita Nandakarkar, at the recent RSA conference in Singapore. The topic of their conversation, fraud prevention in the region, particularly in India, which is aggressively moving toward a cashless society, and authentication will play a critical role. If authentication is seen as a point of weakness, then different industries, including banking, will look at authentication technologies going forward. In the interview, Nasiokis describes how new authentication technologies could work. Some of these technologies that these guys are going to implement through their partnerships onto mobile devices won't be, you know, it doesn't look at just two factors. What it looks at is it measures something like 2,000 different parameters every time you log on. It'll measure, for example, okay, if it's your mobile device and it's 8 p.m. and you're trying to log on to internet banking from your mobile device, it's going to say, right, one factor is it's 8 p.m. and the mobile battery is showing 100%. This factor is concerning. That's one out of 2,000 factors. It's going to look at the speed in which you touch the conducive screen. It looks at a number of things, the angle in, in which you're holding the phone when you authenticate. And if there's a vast difference in the angle you're holding the phone at a future authentication, that particular uh, one out of a couple of thousand different parameters will get a low score. Nasioka sees a cat and mouse game between good and bad guys. There are new technologies and methods being developed all the time. Just like the bad guys are doing it with cyber threat, you've also got, for example, the good guys developing new methods, new tools, new technologies to counter not just new threats, but also anticipated threats. The point I want to make there, not just in financial services in general, but across industries, I'm seeing the development of tools and technologies to counter anticipated threats. So no one came along, for example, and said, you know, that, hey, design us an end-user authentication mechanism that measures 2,000 things in order to give you a score and allow you entry into your banking app. That was just done because someone thought it was a great idea. And, and I can tell you that particular technology has been looked at very closely by governments right now. To listen to Gita's unedited interview with Barclay Bank's Theo Nasiokis, go to InfoRiskToday.in. When we return, we'll tell you about the terms a judge is imposing in what will be the biggest settlement ever for a data breach. Part of the terms of that agreement are that for the next three years, Anthem will be audited on undisclosed security IT parameters that they need to meet. This is the ISMG Security Report. ISMG's Fraud and Breach Prevention Summit Toronto, taking place on September 12th and 13th at the Delta Hotel, will feature Art Coviello, former CEO RSA Security, as the keynote speaker. This plus other subject matter experts from Visa, CA Technologies... Carnegie Mellon, and more will discuss key information security topics. Register today at events.ismg.io. Welcome back. It's considered the biggest healthcare-related data breach ever, the 2015 cyber attack on Anthem that had an impact on nearly 79 million people. Now, a U.S. federal judge has granted preliminary approval for a $115 million settlement of a class action suit against the health insurer. How will the settlement have an impact on Anthem, other health insurers, and the healthcare industry? 
To answer those questions, I'm joined by Healthcare Info Security Executive Editor, Marianne Kolbasak-McGee. Hi, Marianne. Hi, Eric. What are the highlights of the settlement? The proposed settlement provides for Anthem to establish a settlement fund. It would provide victims at least two years of credit monitoring beyond the two years offered by Anthem in the immediate aftermath of the breach. Anthem would provide cash compensation for those consumers who are already enrolled in credit monitoring, as well as cover up to $10,000 in out-of-pocket expenses incurred by consumers as a result of the data breach. The preliminary settlement requires Anthem to enhance its IT security, right? That's correct. Anthem must guarantee a certain level of funding for information security and implement or maintain numerous specific changes to its data security systems, including encryption of certain information and archiving sensitive data with strict access controls. Anthem is also subject to increased audits by independent consultants. Here's Bill Fox. He's a former cybercrime prosecutor who now serves as chief technology officer for healthcare at software vendor MarkLogic. Part of the terms of that agreement are that for the next three years, Anthem will be audited on undisclosed security IT parameters that they need to meet. Those parameters are in the agreement and they're sealed. But what that means for them is that there will be people auditing them in their business And that can be somewhat disruptive to the business as it is for organizations under CIA. CIA is a certified internal audit. Given both the size of the settlement as well as the terms which include outside auditing of their security systems and technology, I think it'll be a teachable moment that organizations will want to get out in front and make sure that if something happens to them, they have all these pieces in place to avoid the kind of settlement that Anthem is reaching. What are the lessons other organizations can take away from the preliminary settlement? Organizations must be more detailed in their access controls. Here again is Bill Fox. And that's more than just saying that doctors can see this and people in finance can see that and nurses can see the other thing. It's also how long can they see it for? And what are they doing with it that they need to see it for for that function? And when does their permission to see that piece of data run out or have to be renewed? What's up next in the Anthem settlement? The court handling the Anthem data breach case has slated a final approval hearing for the settlement on February 1st. If the court finalizes the $115 million deal, attorneys say it would be the largest data breach settlement ever reached. Thanks, Marianne. Thanks, Eric. You're listening to the ISMG Security Report on ISMG Radio. ISMG, your number one source for information security news. Finally, several big-name IT companies say they've collaborated to investigate and defang a botnet dubbed Wirex. ISMG Security and Technology Editor Jeremy Kirk reports. The botnet leveraged at least 70,000 Android devices to stage distributed denial-of-service attacks, It's perhaps the largest ever botnet to be discovered that harnesses Android devices. The botnet code was tucked within hundreds of apps within Google's Play Store and third-party Android app marketplaces. Researchers suspect the botnet was first intended for click fraud, but then repurposed for DDoS. Nick Raynetz is a senior security specialist with Akamai Australia and New Zealand. He tells me he thinks that repurposing is interesting because the sophistication of people who run click fraud botnets is a lot higher than people who are focused on DDoS. 
The malicious apps lured people by offering ringtones, free media players, and Android administration tools. Inside the apps was DDoS attack code that could be directed to attack websites and services, although the victims were not identified. Google says it has removed 300 tainted apps from the Play Store. That's a surprisingly high number that somehow escaped the company's security inspections for new apps. Google has put much effort into cleaning up the Play Store, but somehow these malicious ones slip by. The DDoS traffic looks like regular HTTP traffic, as if normal users were repeatedly browsing to one of the sites. When a phone was attacking a site, its owner was completely unaware. The attack occurs in the background, even if the phone is asleep. Raynet says such attacks are difficult to mitigate because the traffic just looks like regular users trying to visit a site. Many ISPs run so-called clean pipe DDoS mitigation defenses, which attempt to only deliver legitimate non-bot traffic. But WireX's strategy makes parsing good and bad traffic difficult. Why those who created WireX decided to harness Android devices remains a mystery. But it shows, like the Mirai IoT worm last year, that there's constant innovation by attackers. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Jeremy Kirk. That's the ISMG Security Report. Our theme is by Ithaca Audio. I'm Eric Chabro. Catch you next time.